What happens when the streets understand politics? What happens when anger turns into passion? What happens if everyone was woke? I'm James, and my co-host's name is Billy. Together, we're trying to figure out questions like that and more, along while ranting and raving about today's political climate. What's up, guys? This is another episode of Off Center. It's your boy, James. And I'm Billy. And we're glad to have you. If it's your first time joining us, please, please, please follow us on Twitter at Off Center Now. Yeah, shout out to our first 100 followers. Yay, we made it. Yeah, first 100 because we keep going. Yeah. Shout right. out to the next 100 that's coming, right? Yeah. All right. And usually how we do this, guys, is we'll pick a topic. Bill and I will hit it from various angles, try to poke holes in each other's argument, you know, have a little fun with it and try not to strangle each other. But today, today is different. We're talking about the big I word. I'm sure you've seen it on social media. I'm sure you've seen it or heard it in conversation in the office or at home or wherever. You you can't escape it. But there is an inquiry to try to impeach the president that is happening. That is real. And we're here to tell you about it. Right. And the reason that we're taking it to the mics is because, you know, you might watch the news now. There's so many things happening so quickly. (laughs) So quickly. People testifying right now. You might be raising a family or something like that, and you're too busy. So we're here to just break it down on a basic human level, point by point. And, yeah, Yeah. we might have to do a a part two to it. Yeah, we probably will have to do a part two because these events are, like you said, they're coming out so rapidly and so quickly that you can't keep up. Right. So we're just going to jump right into it. We're going to try to fill you in and keep it in terms that normal people right. can understand. Humans, right. Humans, you know, because politicians are are not human. Right? right. Something's wrong with them, if you ask me. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So this whole scandal, if you want to call it, really starts off with a phone call that happened on the 25th of July. And this phone call was between President Trump and the president of Ukraine, the U.S. and Congress decided that we were going to give Ukraine money, military aid. Yep. Aid, right? Weaponry, so and so, so and so. Yeah, we're gonna give them some money because they're getting into a fight with with Russia. Yep. Right. And, and we want to, you know, we want to assist in that, and we agreed to do that. We we did that, binding ourselves to that in an agreement with. Ukraine. Yeah, there's other countries that are helping, but we're helping out a lot. We're giving a lot of money to these people. All right. The last two months or the two months before this phone call, for some reason, we don't know why. It was held up. Right. Right. They were trying to figure out why. Exactly. But President Trump decided to hold the money from the Ukraine president. So the phone call. July 25th. He has a phone call with the Ukraine president. July 25th. They have a phone call. And during this conversation, it's about a 30-minute conversation. Go to Twitter, Off Center Now. You can see the official summary of the conversation. Do yourself a favor. It's only four pages. Off Center Now on Twitter. Look for the direct link to the uh, the transcript to the phone call. So, yeah, they get on the phone. Trump is giving them some pleasantries. Great job on your win. You're doing a great job. And the president of Ukraine, you know, talks to Trump. is like, you know what? I... I'm only doing it because I watched you do it, you know? Yeah, they was kissing each other's ass. I don't know if they were kissing each other's ass or if the Ukraine president was kissing Trump. I mean, yeah, you have $250 million being dangled. So, 
if you're the Ukraine president and you're calling the president of the United States because you haven't gotten your money in two months and you're fighting this war and you need this money. Yeah, that's the vibe on this phone call. Right. And so, there's multiple people on this phone call. There's not multiple people are not on the phone call. There's most people listening in on the phone call. Whenever a president has a conversation with a foreign leader, typically there's a group of individuals that are listening to the phone call. So back to the phone call. So Trump and um, Mr. Zelensky are having the phone call conversation and there's mention of that aid. And when there's mention of that aid, it's done in a sly way. It's done in a way where the president uh, refers to how well the country has treated Ukraine. Right. And in addition to that, he compares the way that the U.S. has treated Ukraine and how other countries have treated or haven't treated him. And, you know, that false comparison is where there's leverage and there's a dangle that's beginning to be placed over the Ukrainian president. So after he after he mentions the aid, he then immediately follows up and asks the Ukraine president for a favor. Yeah, he asked first. Well, first he asked him like for a little favor about corruption, all that bull. Then he says, "Do us a favor, though." Right. He makes a statement of "Do us a favor, though." Though. And the favor is he's asking the Ukrainian president to look into Joe Biden. So to go to rewind back. Joe Biden's son, Hunter Biden, was involved in Ukraine. He was on the Ukraine board while Joe Biden was vice president of the United States. There were a prosecutor there in Ukraine that was supposedly gutting out corruption. He was doing an investigation. Apparently, he was corrupt. Joe Biden, along with the U.N. and other organizations, they all had to push for this prosecutor to get fired. Now Trump is basically accusing Joe Biden of having a prosecutor fired because he was looking into Hunter's Biden role in Ukraine. Now let the facts show, and you could look on any national website or any credible website, there's no evidence that Hunter Biden did anything unethical. So back to the phone call. After Trump asked the president of Ukraine, Mr. Zelensky, to look into Joe Biden, He then tells the president of Ukraine that he's going to have his people, which is uh, Rudy Giuliani. Rudy Giuliani is Donald Trump's personal lawyer, not a government official, personal lawyer. He's going to have Rudy Giuliani come to Ukraine and meet with some Ukrainian diplomats to look into Joe Biden. And then he also says that he wants some of the Ukrainian uh, president's people to meet with the attorney general of the United States, who is William Barr. That is the highest ranking Justice Department member. So, top cop. Top cop. All right. So, right. He he asks us for a favor. He says, hey, I'm going to send my people to your people. We're going to have a conversation. Now, you're probably thinking, okay, Donald Trump is the president. He has a right to investigate things, right? He has a right to look into things. He has the right to ask other people to look into things involving their country. Okay, cool. Well, the problem here is you talk about corruption and we're in the middle of an election and Joe Biden is the top tier candidate. So it's it's coming off as if I need dirt on Joe Biden so I can use for the election. That's why we're reaching a point of impeachment. 
or this is why this phone call is as bad as it is. Right. So after the phone call comes to a close, keep in mind there are individuals that were around that were listening to the phone call. A large number of the individuals that were listening to the phone call were moved in a really, really, really bad way. So those individuals huddled together and they go to someone that they trust. This individual is the individual today known as the whistleblower. Right. We, we don't know their identity, which is a good thing because if we knew their identity, then danger would probably come his way because he has blown the top off the White House. Right. Anywho, so you got this group of individuals that had listened to this conversation. They go to this trusted individual who is our future whistleblower. And they're saying, hey, we just listened to a phone call from the president. And the president basically just overreached and used his presidential powers to try to get a foreign leader to look into a political rival for the upcoming election, who is Joe Biden. The whistleblower then says, okay, well, you know what? I got to do something about this. These people have come to me. I got to do something. So he goes to the head lawyer of the CIA. We do not know who the whistleblower is. We do not know what his job title is. However, we do know that he has he has some pool. In the CIA. In the CIA. He has some pool. And he is a very credible source. So he goes to the head of the CIA or the head lawyer in the CIA and tells the head lawyer about what people have told him from the White House. The head lawyer then contacts, are you ready for this? Her counterpart in the White House. Right. The whistleblower realizes that the CIA agent has just went to the White House and alerted the White House about a complaint that's pending or that's coming. And so he says, you know what? That's not what I want. That's not, nothing's going to get done if I, if through, right. this, through this channel. Yeah. So they spent them. They spent them. Or her. Or her. So then, you know, he says, well, you know what? I got to go get some, I got to go get some advice. I need to go to uh, some of my buddies that are in the intelligence community. Right. The intelligence community is their, their job is to overlook everything. They're, they're, they're the people who tap phones. They're the people who, study the internet they're the people who try to warn us when bad shit is coming you probably heard him like the intel committee so goes to the intel committee because he was getting spent everywhere he doesn't go to anybody in particular he's going to low-level intel individuals we don't even know if they're we just know his staff. They said exactly. that the Intel committee staff, mm -hmm. that Adam Schiff is over, he or she goes to the staff members, goes to them for advice. They tell him to seek legal counsel. So he goes to the IG, the inspector general. Thank you. You're welcome. Oh, okay. He goes to the IG. Okay. Right. The inspector general. He's the watchdog. He's the watchdog. He's the enforcer, though. He's the, he's the cop on the beat. That's who the IG is. Okay. So the whistleblower finally goes to the IG with his formal written out complaint. The IG then takes it, whose name is Michael Atkinson, by the way. Remember right. that name. He, right. He conducts an, right, an investigation. Okay. He conducts a 14-day investigation. All righty. And then he deems the whistleblower's complaint as credible. And urgent. And urgent. We must stress that. Cop on the beat. The inspector general, when approached by the whistleblower, said that the whistleblower's complaint was urgent and credible. So the IG then 
goes to his boss. His boss is the national intelligence director, the head spy. There is no spy bigger than him. He's the head spy. The national intelligence director looks at it and says, okay, well, I believe you. I trust you. The national intelligence director's name is Joseph McGuire. Mr. McGuire says, well, you know what? This is some hot shit right here. Like, I don't know what to do with this. This is what he's saying to himself in private, right? He's like, I, I got to go to my boss. Guess who his boss is? William Barr, the attorney general. Again, at the White House. I don't, I do not right. understand. Technically, DOJ, the Department of Justice, but connected to the White House because he does whatever Trump says. Right. The Department, the Department of Justice is one of the departments that is most closely aligned with the White House. You can't separate the two. They like best friends. But anywho, as, as we tell this story, I have to point out that there, are, there must be idiots in Washington. Because here we are with a complaint from a whistleblower that's trying to do the right thing and trying to alert the American people or alert officials that the president and his cronies are operating in some really, really shady manner. And you decide to take the reports back to the White House. Two different well, agencies. That was, that was the right thing to do. He was supposed to go to the IG. The IG was supposed to conduct an investigation. The IG did everything he was supposed to. It was supposed to get to William Barr. William Barr is the one who's wrong. And you're right. You know, William Barr is wrong. Because the next steps after William Barr got it was to go to the Intelligence Committee. Right. Right? It was supposed to go to Adam Schiff. It was supposed to go to Congress. Go to Congress. Yeah. The head of the Intelligence Committee, his name is Adam Schiff. And he could have been Williams Barr, best defense. Instead, now Adam Schiff is like predator. Yeah, and on the White House. And it looks like is there's a cover up involved because if everyone is following the right way, it sounds like the Attorney General tried to hide information, get into Congress to look into the President of the United States. So let's just so that you get this, because this is a little twisty. We just want to make sure. I'm going to give it to you really quick. You got a whistleblower. He goes to the CIA head lawyer. CIA head lawyer takes the whistleblower complaint, goes to the White House head lawyer. Whistleblower gets upset, says, hey, I don't like that you went to the White House, the very people that I'm complaining about and told them what was going on. So I'm going to go to the intelligence community. The intelligence community said, hey, you need to go to our top cop who is... The IG, the Inspector General. Inspector General's name is Michael Addison. Michael Addison performs a 14-day investigation and said that this whistleblower is creditable, that his that his um, complaint is valid. I'm taking it to my boss. My boss is the National Intelligence Director. National Intelligence Director's name is Joseph McGuire. Joseph McGuire said, "Well, this is some hot shit. I got it. I got it. I don't know what to do. This is some hot shit. What do I do?" And he goes to William Yabar, who is technically his boss. Right, which is right. Somebody who is mentioned in the complaint. And so that prompts the IG to go to Congress. And this is around the mid-September. He goes to them and says, they're not letting me release the complaint of the whistleblower to you. And you need it because this is some hot shit in this complaint. Right. That's the name of this episode. Okay. It's going to be hot shit. Right. So I believe he's, <laughs> I, 
I believe that was on the 18th. So on the 19th, okay, Congress still didn't know what was going on. They were left in the dark. But then we all know that everything leaks in this White House. It was a leak of the, the complaint that Donald Trump was on a phone call with the Ukraine leader about something, but they didn't know what it was and that Donald Trump had promised him something. But again, they didn't know what it was. It was just a leak. That was on the 19th. And when that leak got to the reporters and the press, it, it blew was, up. It was murder. She wrote. So that's when we knew about it. So backtrack. Remember that phone call was on July the 25th. You people didn't even know that was happening on the 25th. On the, on the 25th. We didn't know about it until September the 18th, I'm going to say. Right. So this phone call, all of this entire story almost happened in secret. And America knew nothing about it. It is only within the last week. If you're listening to this podcast by October the 3rd of 2019 it is within the last week that all of this information has become public knowledge yeah and it's still seeping out yeah because this is ridiculous and rudy giuliani the personal lawyer of donald trump went on cnn that same night september the 19th after the leak and basically confirmed it it was like yeah i requested dirt on joe biden i went there for that you know Throughout this entire scandal, Rudy Giuliani and Donald Trump have been fucking themselves over and over again. They just will not stay off the camera. Rudy Giuliani won't. Right. He won't stay off the camera. He's burying himself. Donald Trump is just behaving like that. He he could just do whatever he wants to do. He went on national television and denied it. He said that he was upset because there were other countries not paying Ukraine. That's why he was holding up the military aid. Why does this matter to the American people? Why, why, does, why does this matter to Frank who stays on 69th and Jeffrey? Okay, are you asking why does this scandal matter or why does the impeachment part matters? Because I have an answer for the impeachment part. Yeah. I'm glad that you asked me this because I'm finally glad to say this. Nancy Pelosi, which is James' best friend. Love her. He loves her. She's the Speaker of the House. She did not want to do this. There was an entire investigation out on this man already before, and we didn't impeach him. Mm -hmm. Okay? The reason why this is important to us now is because you have clear evidence that a president was abusing his power of the office. By having a foreign leader investigate a presidential candidate, and basically if he didn't do it, he's not going to release the military aid. Nancy Pelosi announces there's going to be an impeachment inquiry. That has to be accountability here. She's fully aware that we're not going to win in the Senate. Mm -hmm. There's no way that Republicans are going to vote this man out. You don't think Nancy Pelosi know that? Of course, Nancy. She's been doing this for as long as I've been alive. The impeachment process, we're going to call it threefold. There's the inquiry. Right, which is an investigation. Which is the stage that we're in right now. We're in the impeachment inquiry. Okay, it's an investigation. We gather in the facts, right? The next phase, after the facts have been gathered, the inquiry is usually the longest piece. After the facts have been gathered, we then move to a vote on the House. Okay, all the facts are brought to the House, and the House of representatives, all 435 members will vote on whether or not to impeach the president. 
Now, the chances are, the way that it's looking right now, the House of Representatives will vote to impeach the president. But that is not the final step. The final step is the Senate. The Senate is led by the the majority of Republicans. Chances are, as it stands right now, the Senate will not vote to convict Donald Trump to be impeached. The conviction piece is the piece that will cause for the removal of the president. And so, like I was saying earlier, you were probably asking yourself, why are we going through this? If we ain't if you move. know that you're not going to remove them. Right. And that's why I said you when when you think about this, you have to think there's checks and balances for these people. And these people actually have jobs. I'm talking about Nancy Pelosi. It is her job to do something like this when a president is behaving this way. It's written right there in the Constitution. Even if she lose doing it, it's nowhere in the Constitution that said impeach a president only if you could win. That's that's not what you do. Yeah. You hold him accountable or mm-hmm. her accountable mm-hmm. and you go through the process. Yeah. Hit him with that citation. Yeah. It's the only unfortunately because the president is such a powerful position. Really, the only way to kind of backhand the president is to impeach his ass. That's the only way. Right. Or her ass. My apologies. Right. You got to impeach him. So that's where we're at right now. We got an entire scandal. Yeah. About a phone call to a foreign leader to invade a political rival. He released some transcripts. Oh, yeah. He released the phone call transcripts yeah. and he released the whistleblower complaint. You're right. Off center now. At off, off center, center now. now. You will find that on there. And that was bizarre in itself. I mean, now he's going out attacking a whistleblower, talking about what we used to do back in the day to people who are spies and people who get convicted with treason. Yeah, we used to execute them. I guess the president, guys, is saying that we should kill the whistleblower. I don't know what kind of times we're in. I don't know. I don't know. I really wish you could sit there and see our faces as this thing just began to unravel. Especially when Nancy Pelosi officially opened up the impeachment inquiry. Now, guys, let's be clear because this is an educational episode. You could do an impeachment inquiry and find nothing and say, hey, okay, let's go back to normal. And then there's no vote. This could be another way. And they could go ahead and and pull the trigger. And he was still considered to be a president that would be impeached. He would go right there on the wall with Bill Clinton and and Nixon. Bill Clinton is still considered a president that was impeached. He just wasn't convicted. You know, there's a theory out there that um, if Nixon actually had have just held his ground, that the Senate wouldn't have voted him out. Oh, my God. I read an article about that. The Senate wouldn't have voted him out because it, the Senate was actually majority Republican. Okay, go to All Center now. I'm not... Tr- Seriously, I'm going to post that same article. It's about Nixon and the whole Senate thing. I'm very glad you talked about that. That's what I'm here for. I'm here to help. So, guys, uh, hopefully we did not talk all over your heads. Uh, we tried to break it down as easy as we could. I mean, it's, it's a lot. It's a lot. There are tons of, of, of more things that we could discuss. We just wanted to get you caught up so that when you look at the news or you have a conversation, you won't be lost or you, they, won't, they won't throw some curveball at you. Okay? Yeah. Now, to the nerds out there, we know there's a ton of more we could have talked about, but we're just trying to keep it simple. A phone call, a favor, 
military aid impeachment impeachment okay just to wrap it up here here's a here's a final word the chick the cop that shot the guy oh geez what's her name yeah guire i thought her name was amber or something amber guire or something like yeah, that. yeah whatever yeah. okay i shouldn't say that I'll i say should this. be right so, i'm sorry guys in Texas, Dallas, Texas, uh, a while ago, cop ends up walking into a house and shoots somebody who were, who's in their own house. And her excuse was she thought it was her house. Yeah. And she worked a 13 hour shift and she was tired. Well, that whole story, she went to court this week and that court situation just took the country through some highs and lows. Yeah, if she was found guilty. She was she was convicted of first degree murder, murder. but then only <laughs> sentenced for 10 years. I met people you know in our neighborhood like that. I know people with parking tickets that yes, probably got longer. Literally. But <laughs> I say all that to say, I want you to go online, post this for me. Yep. You're going to post this for me? I yeah. want you to go online. I think, oh, it's actually already on there. Okay. I want you to go online and I want you to look at the response from the victim's family after they found out that the cop was sentenced to only 10 years after walking into the home of this man and shooting him dead in his own house eating ice cream look at how the family responded particularly the brother is that level of grace that we need right now in this country but i agree look at the judge too look (laughs) at what see what the judge did again follow us online off center now at Twitter. Off center now. We love you guys. We have a hundred followers. We want a hundred more. Oh, the debates. Oh yeah, debates. October fifteenth. October fifteenth. The debates. Yes. Yes. All right, guys. All right. It's been fun. <laughs>